Kemba, 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 you tantalizing tempest in the wonderfully tight t-shirt. Kemba, baby. Me, Kimba, radio broadcast, season four, episode one. Happy anniversary. What a milestone. And I'm not alone. I have a colleague who is also celebrating an anniversary. So I thought maybe he and I should chat because we've known each other a really long time. Hello, Hello Kimba. Look at this. It's radio legend Paul Castronovo. Well, I mean, you're the radio legend. I mean, I am just some DJ that kind of got lucky. We're both celebrating anniversary, though. Yeah, 40 years on the radio in Miami, but I, I've been on the air a lot longer than that. How long? I came on the air first time ever, 81, so. Yeah, you've got some years Ooh, on me. Yeah, what am I doing here? Like, why didn't I retire wealthy? <laughs> why didn't I ever make money? <laughs> well, would you like to go over some of those key decisions you made? <laughs> Hi, I'm Kimba. I'm going to not be in rock radio for 10 years. What the hell? My decision. All right, well, that happened. It was not my It happened, people. All right, you know, sometimes you get wished well in your future endeavors. And uh, <laughs> So what is the purpose of this little interview? Well, because we're both celebrating anniversary. Yeah. So February 3rd, 1987, my first time ever on the air, but it was not on Zeta. It was on uh, WLRN because I was still in broadcasting school. I was working at the station or at INZ, the AM, but I was not on Zeta until October of that year. But it, you always talk about how you don't like um, how your voice sounds from years ago. Yeah. I actually have audio from my very first show. Show. FM 91. Hi there. You got Kimpy here pouring out two and a half decades of your favorites. So drink up and savor the flavor of South Florida's music alternative. FM 91. See, we, it's, I have, it's unrecognizable. Mine are on cassette, and I don't think no one has a cassette player anymore, so... I don't yeah. even know what to do with it. I, my first time on the air was in Gainesville at WRUF AM, uh, you know, playing music of your life. And the rock station was across the hall. It was Rock 104. And I, I was like staring lovingly down the hall at these cool rock guys while I'm in there trying to do this. You know, here's the... I can't even think of the artists. They were so old. <laughs> but then they, they got me on that station and the rest is history. Um, but my first time on the air in Miami was in 84. And uh, yeah, that was um, K one hundred and two. I love that hired station. by the great Neil Mursky. Oh no! Yep, and uh, they they hired me to do the radio overnight show in the middle of the night on weekends. Which I'm like, I want to go party. What am I doing on the radio? But I, I, I was so excited. Sure. And they they asked me, um, Hey, we're doing a company softball picnic. Why don't you come? And Steve Stansel was there, and uh, I'll never forget it. They had a microphone and a speaker standing there next to the. Uh, the diamond, the baseball diamond. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, there's a microphone, I had to pick it up. And I started doing play-by-play. -play. It's a thing. And uh, I was like, here he is at the plate, he's got two balls. Oh, sorry, he only has one ball. And I remember I had people cracking up and Neil Mercy came aside, he goes, you're really funny. Wanna do mornings? And uh, the rest is history. So you can blame Neil Mercy. So our sexual history. Our, exactly. So we've known each other, I believe it's even before I got into radio, because once you started doing the Saturday Night Party at She, which was the 103 songs in a row, commercial free, uh, my friends and I were teenagers and we would call and we would use different voices. So we'd call repeatedly if we got through. <laughs> well, they didn't, have, they didn't have caller ID back in the day. Exactly. Wow. So, and our, our thing was, because we were teenagers, what else were we doing? We, we were calling to see who could get their song played. And I get wind that you like ZZ Top, and I remember I called and, and uh, requested Pearl Necklace, and you aired it because I knew that was your favorite band. So yes, of course you played it. And because I was a pervert. That too. Yes. <laughs> well, then I think I can tell this story because oh, the statute okay. of limitations. 
I'm going to sit up for this. You think you can tell this story. I'm dying to hear it, Kimba. This is a good one. Uh, you invited us, that being me and my best friend, Jean, to a party at your house when you lived off of Oakland Park. The Somerset, I think it is. Wait, how old were you? Teenager. No way do I invite teenagers to my party. Oh, I didn't know you were teenagers? I don't know. But you invited Jean and I, so we go, and I think we brought her sister. Right, who... Let's just stop the story here. Okay, continue. I'm... It's nothing bad, really. Oh, okay. And we bring her so sister, we have who is no five okay. eleven, blonde, blue eyed, very Brinkley esque, okay. all legs. We bring her. Oh, with I us. remember her. And we're. <laughs> I think you had most of the party at the clubhouse pool area. I remember where I lived there. It was at Somerset Lake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And all of a sudden, sister disappears. So we're like, where did she go? We eventually work our way up to your. I think it was your apartment. By now, I'm a little annoyed because she's disappeared. How is it that? 30 years have passed, and I'm just hearing this story. <laughs> so I'm banging on the door, and I, I think you opened it. I think Tommy was there. And, and I'm asking for her, and you're kind of like, what's your problem? And then I went, she's 16. <laughs> you immediately deliver her to the doorway. <laughs> Is this true? Yes. No, nothing happened with... Her, she How do you know cute. nothing happened? Well, There's a statute of limitations. Was, there was not enough time for anything to happen, because we... We're, we're like, where'd she go? And we were immediately on her trail. But I know now why the story has never been told. Exactly, I said statute of limitations. Just, but, oh but as soon I'm as you heard cancel now, as soon as he heard that, his eyes just went and because she did not look. Yeah, that's what I tell to the judge. She didn't look sixteen, <laughs> judge. She really did. Oh and well, this is back in the back in the day when you could have gotten guardianship and taken her on tour. So, <laughs> yeah, you're, who did that? Uh, well, you know, your boy, did. my boy, yeah, yeah, a bunch yeah, of them yeah. did that. Not, um, not I, Elvis did, did it. I want to. Oh, Elvis! That's right. Mm -hmm. I didn't groom anybody. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so wait. So then, from calling into radio shows and bringing underage teenage girls to my pool party, you the, then ended up in uh, with a career in radio. Yes. Wow, that's a great. That's story. how it works. It's got to be in the book. <laughs> Do you yeah. write that in the book? I am going to write that book. And then, yeah, Steve Stansel's the one who told me what school I should go to, and then I went to the school. And so you stopped. I wasn't the only one. You stopped. Oh, we were not. So then, like, so you. You were calling Stansel and myself and then ultimately ended up working with Drew? us? Drew? Drew Townsend? He's dead, you know. <laughs> I know he is. Yes, he is. Drew Mello. Um, he's actually the one, uh, Gene and I, went to uh, She, the station, and went inside and sat with him. And, of course, he's macking on Gene because she was gorgeous. And yeah. I was busy trying to figure out what everything was on the board. Now, can I answer some of the phones? He was letting me answer the phones. And it was really kind of that moment when I went, oh, yes. I started on Zeta... And like I said, I was here in December of 86. I started on Zeta in October of 87. And then you joined Zeta in 95. Oh, so that was a long time, yeah. So I had been there a long time. I, Mike Lyons was there before me during Mike that. Lyons! Mike Lyons! He's, He's no longer with us. Guy. Yeah. Mike so, Ross. There's, there's not a... Yeah. Well, the longer you hang around in this world, <laughs> uh, the, the longer you... Uh, the less you... I mean, friends you have. I mean... But you and I have maintained a wonderful friendship for such a long period of time. I love you as a, a friend, a sister, and a, whatever creepy guy I used to be. <laughs> I did see you make out with Steven Tyler. I was a witness. Oh, at the goodness. town center. No, at the uh, Meisner Park in Boca at some record store, right? Yes. Well, make out is... He put his strong. tongue in your mouth. He did not. That is the very tongue. definition of make out. No, he did not put his tongue in your mouth. He didn't tongue? No. What about open mouth kiss? Well, you know. He was he was very enamored. If you don't know how, well, he must have known that you were a big. Yes, that he's very enamored of the fact that I love him so much. You talk about him all the time on the air. And had to, like, how did he get word of that? Super. 
Richie Suba. Richie Suba. Because he lives here. Okay. And, I haven't well, heard that and, name in years. And all the time I was on the air talking about him when they recorded Nine Lives, because that's the record that came out right before the book Signing and the Kiss and everything. That came out, and he was recording down here, part of that record, uh. on South Beach. And I would tell people, if you see him, tell him I said hi, not really thinking that they would. And they were. Kimba said hi. Kimba said <laughs> people, hi. listeners so finally, would run into him. And, and so was that bidding. the first time you met him? Was in Boca there? No, first time I met him that he knew who I was. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So you stalked him as well as myself. Of, of course. Yeah. I never did kiss you, though. <laughs> no. Okay. That's well. all going to change. <laughs> I love you. Let me, let me ask you. Oh, we're this. not done yet. No, we're not done. Stop. Damn. I was you. Thought I was what, out. What is the biggest misconception about you? With respect to listeners. So I'm really not an asshole, I swear. No, what is the biggest misconception? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I think I am who I am on the radio, like in, in person, I'm the same guy. But people used to ask me if Ron, young Ron, is he really uh, yeah. like that? And I would be like, yes, that wasn't an act either. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been part of the success that I'm, I am, I, I is who I am. Well, I think that's but true. But misconception, um, you know, a lot of us don't know what people perceive of us. Like, I don't know what they say about my back, but I, and I probably would be better off not knowing. What do you think it is? If I was going to pick something, it would have been your what you said initially. A lot of people would ask me about you. Is he nice? Because sometimes he seems like... I can come across sometimes over the years as gruff. I think I've, I've mm-hmm. softened. I think as having children, I've softened a little bit over the years. I mean, I, th- I may have been... You know, I don't know. I was a little playboy for a while, even though I was overweight. I know I like chased women, and but when you get married, all that's and you act like an idiot on the air before you get married. Gina changed me, you know. Yeah. Softened me a tad, and apparently the panties didn't disrupt that relationship. No, this see now going back, <laughs> that whole thing with you being you and your friend accosting me, calling my show, and then you giving me panties ten years later. I have some phone calls that I'm going to air, by the way. Oh. Uh, one of them is a caller. It was the day that you told the story about the panties during the morning show. And he called me because I was working nights at that time. And he called to tell me that you were telling that story. And was it true? Spreading rumors about you in the morning show. What, is, what rumor is he spreading? Uh, something to the effect of a few years back uh, before you guys went to a Christmas show when you guys weren't in the same radio station, you gave him a pair of uh, leopard skin underwear. Actually, no, I gave it to him for a housewarming gift. Uh, just calling to confirm because he said, oh, anybody can ask Kimba and she'll confirm it. Yeah, we were going over to visit him at his new home and I thought, well, what better thing for a bachelor to have than a pair of leopard skin panties around the house? Hey, what guy wouldn't, you know? Especially coming from you, I wouldn't. Well, because I, I figured you, know, you could put them in various situations so that when his friends come over, they think he scored and stuff like that. Ah, uh, you know, all these guys coming up with stories for their friends. I thought I'd help him out. Oh, because that's just the type of woman that you are, helping anybody out in need. And of course, the first thing he asked me when I gave them two of them was, had I warned them? Oh, <laughs> oh that are sounds you, like yeah, You're not surprised, are you? No, not at all. Oh, and fast forward yeah. when I filled in for you once upon a time here at Big, we used that story, the panty stories of the two true, three truths and a lie, and no one picked it because no one in their right mind would think that I gave you my panties. Yeah, now I, the backstory in the panties is um, I had a party at my house. Uh, you were you were of age at the time. I was. Yeah, I had a party at my house in Pompano Beach. It was, I think. Pre-Gina or right at the beginning? Of- it was right at the beginning, but I don't think I knew that you were right at the beginning of dating someone. As far as I, I knew, I, you were single. I think she was actually showed up at the party with a couple did. of her girlfriends. She did. And that was... Um, Oops. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> Thankfully, she didn't know about the panties until afterwards. <laughs> you know, she found them stuffed in my top pocket. That must have been 93, 4, 5, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, yeah. 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 It all blends in when you've been around as long as Kimba and myself. Ooh, but you pretty much, once you started doing mornings, you never looked back. I've done pretty, I did mornings for a little yeah. while, like 92. And I did, I've done every other shift. I would love for my morning show to start around noon. Wouldn't that be great? That would be, I think Neil Rogers did it best when he somehow figured out a way to do his morning show at 10 o'clock. Well, you've got that down a little bit now that when you go, uh, was it Maine? I'm still on the air at six o'clock. But at least you're where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Technology has helped I'm where out. I want to be here now. I mean, I'm in South Florida. I, I love it here. But when it gets too hot, I got to get out. It's getting a little hot in here. I don't. Man. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm not wearing <laughs> panties or I give you mine. I thought you were wearing mine. <laughs> well, all right. One more question. What's the biggest uh, accomplishment you think you have achieved in, in your career? Okay. Now I was going to say, I'm staying and married I, for almost 30 yeah, years. Yeah. Well, I know that. That's, that's all Gina. That, that was, thank you. Yeah. She puts up with me. <laughs> Uh-oh, the hotline's ringing. Who's this? Kimba. Kimba! Wow. You don't sound like Kimba. I sound a few octaves lower, don't you think? Wow, you know, I told you to give up those cigars. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Kimba? Kimba doesn't uh, normally... I guess I, at least I shouldn't heat them, right? When was the last time you were awake before 10 o'clock in the morning? Before uh, noon? I still don't know because I'm still technically not awake. Kimba mm. of the night. I heard you took some Bachelor Be Gone. A um, what? Be Gone. She's, this is the Kimba Eve. Right. Now she sounds like Kimba. All right. <laughs> Bachelor be gone, meaning, yeah, I'm going. I'm through. You know, Paul, it's the strangest thing. I have checked, like, with my gardener, the upstairs and the downstairs maid, even the chauffeur, and I guess my invitation was lost in the mail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, I put out a, on the bulletin board, I invited the entire Paxson compound. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. All you right. know, I clean up nice. I want to shave my back. <laughs> Kimba. Kimba. You are so cute. <laughs> yeah. Stancil was in here this morning. Okay. If you can believe that, he showed up. So, you know, you're just making a phone call, you know. Well, that's because he knows, and he's feeling for you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, what about you, Kimba? Everybody <laughs> wants to know, is Kimba available? Uh, I'm trying to cut down. No, are you available, Kimba? Come on. What's your story? This is your day, Paul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kimba! Kimba! All right. I'm trying to think of professional accomplishments. I will say this. 40 years on the radio in one town without getting fired, right. that's, that's probably the best, right? That's what I'm saying. Everybody gets fired. I somehow... That's it's why I coming. wanted to talk to you because 37 continuous years yeah. on the air. You didn't have any years off market. at all. Um, well, the asterisk would be probably 2020 <laughs> pandemic. Oh, well, that's a year doesn't count. That's why You all get the mulligan year, yeah. But, I was on um, the air that year, but no one heard us. Right, right. <laughs> so that if you don't count that year, yeah. Without fail, <laughs> on different... Stations, yeah. I mean, how I many stations stay... were you on in the market? Uh, you, 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 you win that award, right? No. All right. No, I don't. By K one hundred two. K one hundred two. No, from between you us two. K one hundred two. W she. Zeta. Zeta and then big. I think. We're oh, even. and the Gator and oh. West Bomb and then two in the Keys. Well, there you go. He but, beats me. Uh, I have been on uh, Zeta, then Light, then Coast, yeah. and Big. I never. I don't know how you did light. Hey, listen, the job is a job. I get it. <laughs> it actually worked out really well. I know the ratings were always big on those stations. I, I never understood because I never met anyone that ever listened to that. Well, I will tell you that uh, when I first got there, so you go from basically God smack to Celine Dion because <laughs> I went from Zeta, a rock yeah. station, to an uh, adult contemporary station. And the first week or two I was there, I would be getting calls 
particularly for men, Kemba, oh my God, what are you doing there? And I'd say, well, what are you doing listening? Yeah, what are you here? And then yeah. you get that, oh, uh, well, I'm in my wife's car or whatever. Yeah, and I, I bust on them. And Monster so. ratings, but they were always successful. But uh, yeah, we're glad to have you over here. At the, I'm glad to be here too. The, the so we Radio came full circle. The iHeart family. <laughs> On that note, let's hear some audio. How about podcasting over? Is he as sick looking as he sounds? <laughs> 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 so sorry. My favorite accomplishment of all was when we got picked by Miami Magazine as person I'd most like to have a beer with. I thought that that was such a, I mean, I've won some cool awards and things like that. Um, but yeah, I thought that, I think that I really accomplished what I set out to do as a, as a guy on the radio in the morning. I wanted to just be the regular guy. And when the listeners voted me as the person they most like to have a beer with, I was like, that's pretty cool. I was a guest on a podcast and they were asking me about what's the best part of doing this. And I had said the, the interaction that we have with the listeners. And, and maybe that's why we've yeah. been doing this for as long as we have. The adoration. We need the adoration. The, uh, and on that note, accolades and money. Money's good as well. We like all those things. Oh, you're supposed to make money doing this? And all these things, this is what I've heard. Yeah. Thank you, Paulie. And thank you for being one of Kimba's Herd. Thank you so much for listening all these years. You can see the video or vodcast version at youtube.com slash her Kimba. Please subscribe. And if you want notifications when there are new episodes, click the bell. And thank you for listening to me, Kimba, radio broadcast season four, episode one. Happy anniversary, baby. It's Kimba's